And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, February 2nd, and it is Groundhog's Day. Mark, would you like to just weigh in on what Groundhog's Day really means since we had to go research it for the other show? Oh man, I just closed the tab, but I'll take a, I'll take a whack. I think if it's a sunny day and the groundhog sees its shadow, that means there will be six more weeks of wintry weather. There you go. We have not had real winter here in New York. Maybe you've had. I was on the air with um with the Twin Cities yesterday, Mark, and it was minus. They when they do the weather, oh, it's minus. Mm, they don't really seem to react to it. They're pretty amazing. So anyway, uh, this is not a weather program, but it is the show that takes the mystery out of your financial life. And if you've got a question, you've got something that's going on, you're concerned, anything that's like just, uh, I don't even want to say concerned, but if something's just sort of like sticking in your head, then we would like you to get it out of your head and bring it to us and to the rest of the listening audience here, because uh, that would really be fantastic because everyone has these questions. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and you click the Contact Us button. And if you're shy, don't worry. You just fill out the form, and we get your email. And if you'd like to join us on the program, you just check the little box, and we'll get you on the air. But it's really okay. We do email episodes from time to time. Today is one of those episodes, and we are starting with an email from Anonymous Anonymous. (laughs) Okay, the subject line. Life insurance, term or whole life? Uh, Let me answer that term. Let's move on. I'm just kidding. It's usually term. Anonymous writes, thanks for the great show. I'm working with an advisor who gets paid through through, uh, an insurance brokerage firm, but is a fiduciary. Okay. She's pushing us to get a whole life insurance policy of $500,000 for me, plus a million dollars of term life, and then a million and a half term for my wife. We're both in good health condition. I'm not comfortable with seven grand of life insurance premiums. I, I'm taking, a, I'm just going to take a breath because my back hurts right now and um, this is causing further pain for me. I'm going to do the who these people are first and then I'm going to go back to the advisor's rationale, okay? So uh, Anonymous is 35, Anonymous's wife is 31. They've got a one-year-old child. 
Anonymous earns 110 grand and the wife has a new job, 95,000. So they make about 200 grand a year. They've got $35,000 in an emergency reserve fund, $46,000 in a health savings account, 84,000 in a brokerage account, 135,000 vested company stock. Mm, Maybe we should sell some of that. Uh, $7,000 in a 529 plan, a Roth with $60,000. This is amazing. They're 30 somethings, you know, 401k, 215,000 pre-tax. He doesn't have a Roth. Wife is aiming at 12,000, six pre-tax, six Roth. Sounds okay. Would you suggest altering contributions? Yes. We want you to do Roth or her to do Roth. She should do Roth. Okay. Rental property. It's a previous home that they rent. $330,000. Listen to this. Outstanding mortgage, 180 grand, (laughs) 2.625%. I love that. And the house is rented and it's beautiful cash flow on this. Um, Current house valued at 400 grand, mortgage is 420. He says, I'm thinking of getting a term policy of of a million and a half each for 20 years. And not getting the whole policy life at all. Am I missing something here? Can I just tell you the advisor's rationale? You ready? Advisor stating that all of my assets are tied to the stock market and I should diversify through life insurance as it will have cash value. When I mentioned that it would be difficult to manage cash flow by adding $600 a month premium, she said that I should divert Roth IRA contributions to insurance premiums, which triggered a red flag and hence my question. Okay, so... Here's my first thing. Number one, you are anonymous, 100% correct. This is terrible advice. Number two, the question you didn't ask that I'd like to answer for you is you need a new financial advisor. So I don't understand how any person who calls him or herself a fiduciary would offer this advice because this is not advice that is in your best interest. So I'm concerned about this person, okay? So number one, you're correct. Number two, fire this person. Like lock, stock, and barrel, fire this person. Also, I wonder if this person is managing your brokerage account. If so, get out. Get out. Let me just do a few more odds and ends for you. You should be selling some of this vested company stock as it becomes available, even if you think, oh, the company's great, use some of that money and jam that into your 529 plan. Get that going. That needs to be higher. Yes, buy term insurance. Yes, fire this advisor. Yes, you're 100% correct. And move your wife's contribution to retirement accounts into Roth. Anything I'm missing there, Mark? (laughs) That was a nicer nicer way um, of me actually answering that question than I feel because I was just fuming. It's lousy advice. Thank you very much. Oh my God. It's like an agonizing question, truly. Um, Let's answer another question about an advisor. This is from Steve who writes, my wife and I have been big fans of yours for years. Hmm, Thanks, man. Uh, Steve says, I'm 70. I just retired. Congratulations. We've been saving and investing over the years in mutual funds, primarily index funds. But now we need to seek the advice of an advisor who can help us develop an income stream throughout our retirement years and also help us to minimize paying taxes on our 401k and IRA distributions. Okay, here we go. 
We had an initial meeting with a local quote unquote fiduciary advisor who has a weekly radio and TV show in our market. We felt that we had a good meeting with him. He did say that in addition to his fee, he will in some cases be paid a commission by the institution where he would purchase securities to enable us to liquidate some of our mutual funds and acquire investments that will provide us with a steady stream of income for the rest of our lives. His fee is 1% um, or less. It sounded respectable to us. He seems to be on the up and up. Are we following the right path? We've done well in the market over the years, but 2022 has many of us rethinking the way we've been investing. Any comments would be appreciated. I don't really know about this commission thing. I don't know why that like just raised a red flag to me. Let's just read that again, Mark. He said, in addition to his fee, he will in some cases be paid a commission by the institution where he would purchase securities to enable us to liquidate some of our mutual funds and acquire investments that will provide us with a steady income for the rest of our lives. What investments are providing invest a steady income for the rest of your lives? Is he recommending a, an annuity? Is that the stream of income? Is he recommending that you create a bond ladder and that's the stream of income? Before you move forward, I sure would like to know exactly why these commissions would be paid. And I'm loath to tell you that I think this guy's on the up and up because I don't know, maybe he is. He probably is, but maybe he's not. And even if he's on the up and up, maybe this isn't the best idea for you. If someone has a 1% fee, maybe if it's like a nominal amount for just a trading, a transaction, that's different. A commission is a red flag word for me. So I want to know more about this guy. Okay. Uh, this is from Marianne, who says they want a downside. They're looking at options. Ready for option number one. <laughs> option one already seems like a lot. Pay $800,000 to get into an independent living facility. You rent a two-bedroom condo, activities, 20 meals, all utilities. When you exit, you receive 90% back each month for a couple. You pay around $6,500, which increases each year, a continuing care option if needed. These, the, okay, so I know these are very interesting facilities, but I'll tell you what you have to do before you ever think about looking into them is you have to look at the, you have to have an advisor or somebody look at the actual numbers behind the sponsoring institution to see what does it look like? Are they in financial condition where they're going to be able to pay your 90% back? Because some of them have not been able to. So that's your one worry about that. Option two, 15 grand up front for a two bedroom condo, same as above with services. You pay more each month, 10 grand for your rental. I kind of like that one already because I like holding on to my $800,000. I like having my money. Three, you go to an active senior community, you buy the home, you, you're responsible for the upkeep, you own your home, uh, you pay a monthly homeowner's fee for activities. My husband doesn't like the upfront large amount. Agreed. I agree with your husband. I need. I mean, listen, if you have $17 million, then maybe, but I don't like paying upfront. I'd rather pay more as I go. That's my two cents. We'll see how you feel about that. Write back if you have more information that you want to detail, especially like how much money you actually have. But losing your liquidity is a big deal. I'd rather not do that. So I agree with your husband. Jean writes, I'm retired with a modest IRA account, social security, 
for me and a spouse and pension income. The IRA has a cash component, small savings certificate and moderate risk investment. Should I keep an investment account or move it to cash and savings for the near future? The cash account is 10% of the IRA, savings 11% and investment is 79%. Ah, I don't know what like the answer to this is, Gene. I need to know what the total account value is worth, whether you need to tap into it. Um, if 80% is in all stocks, I'm less interested in that for you. Uh, I don't know how old you are. I don't know what your required minimum distributions are. But I'll tell you one thing. If the modest IRA account, one thing that you need to know is if you have to take distributions, whatever you have to take as a required minimum distribution should be in cash. I had some nonsense conversation with a broker recently, Mark, you will find this interesting, who was telling me, oh, well, you know, we didn't keep the money in cash because cash was paying so little. I'm like, brilliant, dum-dum, because now as the market get, gets rocked, you have to sell the thing at a, sell it at a much lower value to free up your required minimum distribution. So smart of you to uh, make that money work for an extra eight months for no reason. Like the unforced errors that are created in many people's retirement accounts is just astounding to me. Just astounding. All right. This is the last one. This is from Joy. Give us some joy, Joy. Let's do it. Hi, Jill and Mark. Many years ago, I put a very large amount of money along with the dividends every month that the fund generates into a bond fund within my brokerage account. I have been paying too much in taxes because it's not in my IRA. Is there a way to exchange that fund for a stock fund that is in my IRA without generating taxes? There's $800,000 in that bond fund. Joy's from a high-tax state. So, Joy, you can't exchange it. You just would have to literally sell it and reinvest it. And that might create a tax liability for you. But you can't just swap it out. Sorry. But maybe, I just want to say one other thing. I know that people hate paying taxes. On the other hand, are you sure that really your tax liability is as bad as you think? You know what I mean by that, Mark? Like, I think a lot of people are like, my taxes are really high. Now, she does live in a high tax state. But, you know, let's pretend, I'm going to make this up. Let's say she's single, right? And maybe she uh, is in the 24% tax bracket. And it seems terrible because, you know, she makes, let's say, $100,000 a year and the taxes, the dividends are adding to that at the 24. But it's not terrible. Maybe it's worth doing a little bit at a time. Maybe your bond fund is down in value and it's worth, it might be a good time to do it. And maybe you don't have to do it all at once. That's just what I have to say. All right, that's it. That is the program. And as always, we are so delighted that you join us and we are so thankful every single day that you make those decisions to join us. So do me a favor, take a deep breath, know that we are here for you. Anything that you have in terms of a, a real financial issue or a minor financial issue or an advisor issue, give us a holler before you start to make the leap and making big decisions. We're here for you. Mark and I do this. We love it. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you want to come on the air. Don't forget on the website is all of our content and your ability to order the book, The Great Money Reset. Try to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. And remember our mantra for 23, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.